You are listening to the Let's Be Frank podcast, episode number two. In today's episode, we're going to sit down and have a little chat with Pete McCartney, lead guitarist of The Rockets. You can find the band schedule at liketherockets.com. Check there to see where the band's at. To the Let's Be Frank podcast. We're here with show number two. I'm sitting in Maniunk in the gorgeous, palatial home of Pete McCartney. Sweet Pete from the Rockets. Pete, how you doing? Not bad. Thanks for having me on here, Frank. Uh, it's my pleasure. So what I want to do is I just want to have a little chat with you. We're going to ask you some questions, kind of like the same thing we did in the last episode with CT. Okay. Just a little get to know you. Sounds good. Basically, the first thing I want to ask you is, how did you get involved in music? Obviously, you've been playing music for a long time. When was the first time you were exposed to music? So, um, by now, I'm sure a couple people know this, but I'm actually, uh, I was a cellist before I was played anything else. Back in third grade, when I was in elementary school, um, what they do when you're in third grade, they bring out a bunch of instruments just to show all the kids, see if there's any interest, and they always do that in third grade. And in fourth grade, they bring out the brass instruments. Everybody always wanted to play the brass instruments growing up. That just was, if you were musical at all, they just, they were shiny. They were loud. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a kid's dream. Um, but back then, I was really into like Sum 41, Good Charlotte, back when, and Sugar Ray. All, that, e- all that emo music. All that, yeah, that was like original emo music. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I'm getting a lot of trouble for saying that. 90s, e- original pop punk, at least. Right. So when they brought out the cello, I thought it was a guitar. And I wanted to play good Charlotte songs on it, so I told my mom. I said, Mom, I want to play the, play the cello, thinking it was a guitar. So my parents had a rule that um, every year, me and my two brothers were only allowed to quit one thing at a time. That's a good rule. I like that. <laughs> That's a really good rule. I, without it, I wouldn't be playing cello today. So that year, I don't know, one of the many sports I was playing back then, I just didn't like and already quit. So I wasn't allowed to play cello when I found out it wasn't a guitar. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it. I later f- fell in love with the cello when I went to play it in high, all throughout high school and went to Penn State for it. Is that where you got the little Harry Potter wand? Yeah. The I, call it the ha- I call it the Harry Potter <laughs> wand. It's the, what is it, the bow? The bow, yeah. That bow is a lot of money too. Those things are fragile. That's why I call it Harry Potter wand because it shows you. That's true. It's magical. Yes. All right. So you, you came out of high school. Did you join a band right out of high school or was it like, you know, you were just a kid doing kid shit and then... I never really knew what the um, cover band thing was until I got to college. Um, like I said, I played cello throughout high school. I did orchestras and everything like that. But on the side, I did. I was really into ska music back then, and I had like a couple original bands here and there. Right. Let me tell you, I wrote some solid, solid songs back then. <laughs> I actually had a song. One of the first songs I ever wrote was called Alligator. 
Alligator? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You have to become my real good friend. I'll play for you. <laughs> I'm, work, I'm working on it. We'll, we'll get there after a bottle of Jameson one night. <laughs> oh, it sounds good. Um, so I did original music, and then when I went to college, I went to Penn State. I uh, So you went up to main campus? Went to main campus. Oh. I wow. got in on show. <laughs> yeah, that's a party. Another, uh, actually, I don't know. You might want to cut that part out. No, no, I was about go to ahead. talk about weed. Am I to talk about weed? Well, you talk about whatever you want right here. This is this is this is me and you just chat having a chat. I might get in a little bit of trouble, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. I'm not gonna say your name, but my professor at Penn State. <laughs> actually, no, cut that out. Professor, I can't, I can't get in trouble for that. Why would you get in trouble? You're gonna get in trouble. All right, yeah, I'll tell. Um, so I went up there for my audition, and another funny backstory: when I first applied for Penn State. I was actually really into the upright bass because I just was had music ADD and wanted to play as many instruments as possible. Right. And I actually was doing jazz band and I played bass in the orchestra for a couple months. I was really liking it and I uh, I wanted to pursue more jazz music, so I actually applied for upright bass. But when I found out Penn State didn't have a jazz program, I uh, kind of went back and wanted to play cello because if you listen to any upright bass music or any upright bass parts in classical music a lot of the times it's not the most fun parts uh to play there are definitely some good ones out there but for the most part not as entertaining and i definitely wanted to go back to cello so i did this last minute and went to penn state and uh for my audition um (laughs) (laughs) sorry just say professor x my professor, yeah, Professor X came in there and uh, was the nicest, nicest lady. And to this day, I attribute m- many of my successful, well, I don't know if you call it successful, but many of the accomplishments that I've made in music, I attribute to her. Um, but we walked in there and she pretty much told me that I would be able to get in if I had a good work ethic, if I understood simple music theory. Right. I had a decent vibrato, which is how you make the string sound pretty. Right, right, right. And if I like to be happy a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anybody that knows you now and doesn't know where the rest of this story is going, you, I've always said it, since I've met you, you might be the only person I've ever seen that's saying on stage that is always happy. You're always having a good time. You're always enjoying yourself. You're always smiling. It's one of the it's one of the things that just stands out. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> absolutely when I'm watching, you just are having fun. I mean, it's hard not to when, with our job. I mean, with all the stress and everything, the, the the BS behind the scenes or whatever that we all everyone in any band ever goes through. At the end of the day, we're playing music for a living. Absolutely. We're just on stage and have the best job in the entire world that I honestly think a large pop a large portion of the population would be jealous of. Not to sound conceited or anything, but that's why I'm happy all the time, because playing music for a living is pretty awesome. Well, so, out of Penn State came Total Whiteout. Right. Right? Yeah. And how long was, how how did you guys, how did you guys come together? What was... A lot of drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much only drinking. Um, So, no, this is actually how I got out of the classical thing and started pursuing... Um, pursuing more cover band stuff. Um, so I did originals for a long time, and I actually got offered a job to play guitar for this cover band called Under the Radar at the First, which is probably one of my favorite bars of all time at Penn State. If you've never been to Penn State before and you want to have a fun time, I highly recommend you going straight to the First. 
I'm pretty sure my, my sister was up there for like two years, and I'm pretty sure. Didn't Green Jean used to play there too? Or I don't know. Did they Green play at another there. bar? I think they played. There's a bar called. Right now it's. Um, what what is it? Indigo. Levels. Levels. Right. <laughs> I know she she went up there and she used to see Green Jeans up there. So this was probably a little bit before. Yeah, your I time. think before Levels it was Mezzanine. Before Mezzanine it was Crowbar. That might have been it. I think they that played sound, Crowbar. That sounds. Yeah. That sounds right. That used to be a really big concert venue for uh, right. live music, but since then it's gone down to play EDM for the 18 year old freshman. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys played up there mostly up there. Or yeah, so we got. I started. I played with this one band on the side. It was kind of we did covers and everything. It was more of a country pop band, and it was a lot of fun. We did like Thursday nights from like six to eight for five people, but I still got paid forty dollars at the end of the night, and they gave me free course light. So I was living on top of the world <laughs> for my sophomore self. That was cloud nine, and then um, since that was so that went so well, and I had so much fun, I wanted to put together some something similar to it. So. My best friend for my entire life, I've known the kid since literally he was born. His name's Kevin Franklin. He's been busting my balls since he was born. <laughs> <laughs> um, me and him grew up together, and we've always been playing music together. He's a bass player. And um, he actually, so we're all from the same town in Pennsylvania, Lansdale. So me, him, and our mutual friend, Chris Mauer, kind of got together one day. And uh, we just sat down and started playing some Maroon 5 songs, and they sounded pretty good. And then we did, like, family parties. We paid for our family. They were like, hey, you guys actually have something kind of cool here. I was like, oh, thanks, Mom. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so we played this um, – we played a couple times at Penn State, and we got noticed by this, this booking company. They signed us. Um, I actually had to drop out of school to do this because – playing so much right I could do school especially because state college is so far away from 90 percent of the places we play my parents were actually the, they actually both convinced me to drop out really I didn't want to do it at first what I was actually that's different yeah it is different but they both said like I was I was a cello performance major right so honestly having a degree in that didn't really do much of anything in the music industry it just is all about experience and networking so I took a leap and then Total Whiteouts, we started playing a bunch, and it went really, really well. It was a lot of fun, and like I said, we drank a lot of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing you guys in Sea Isle a little bit before you came in uh, in the Rockets. You were you guys were at the OD, and we were at La Costa. La Costa. And you guys came over, and it was just shot after <laughs> shot after shot after shot after shot. That was that was a long night. Well, I never think I never thought, or I did think I knew what drinking was until I joined this cover band scene because. Yeah. As soon as we started playing, the hazing from all the other people in the band, especially the other guitar players. Yep. Don't get me wrong. As fun as it was, it was insanely fun, but it was also very grueling on the body. Um, if anyone knows who Jeff G is, just ask him about Jameson at any time. <laughs> He's kind of the sole reason that I love the stuff now. Slash the reason that I forced myself to love it. So you went from, you guys played in Total Whiteout. You played all over. You played Thon with Total Whiteout? Yeah, we did Thon twice with Total Whiteout. And then you guys broke up, and you came to the Rockets. Yeah. How did you guys? How, what? How did you get to the Rockets? Basically. Um. So total whiteout. I mean, we drank a lot, so we kind of saw that 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 was just a that was a train that was bound to uh, derail at some point just because of all the drinking and the partying we did. Don't get me wrong, it was fun, but once that ran its course, um, I actually got a call from Jason Thomas, <laughs> um, just telling me that he was interested a little bit, and I kind of 
said I was looking around and possibly I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep doing the cover band thing or not or move forward. Right. So I got a couple calls from him and we talked about it and seemed like a really good guy. Um, met JT and Dewey Beach um, for the first time and still to this day gives the best hugs out of anyone I, I've ever met. <laughs> Those Michael Phelps arms. Um, so he called a little bit <laughs> and uh, then Billy ended up reaching out to me and just it seemed like a really good solid group of guys and I wasn't really sure if I wanted to keep doing it, but I was having so much fun in the past with Total Whiteout that I kind of just took a leap of faith and said, let's give it a shot. And two years later, I've been having the time of my life, and I haven't regretted it since. Wow, it's been two years? Two years. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's been two years. Sometimes it feels longer. Sometimes it feels longer. <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that. So you've played in two different bands. Yeah. You've played a ton of different clubs. Okay. So your total whiteout days, what were the three favorite clubs you played in your total whiteout days? Okay. Um, i got to remember. <laughs> Not because I don't remember what clubs we used to play. I just don't remember how what happened at those clubs, <laughs> especially the favorite time. <laughs> or, come back to that, what's your three favorite clubs you play now with the Rockets? The Rockets? Or since you've been with the Rockets, your three favorite clubs, not including Thon. Well, I don't count that as a club. That's more of a like major event. All right. I'll have to say, I think there's only one bar that's probably going to cross between both of them, and that's in Dewey Beach, and that's probably the Rusty Rudder is what I have to say. That's kind of like – Right. I mean, the Bottle of Cork is also amazing. I don't know. Those two are very tough to – and North Beach is great too. Dewey Beach. Is, I'm counting that as one bar. <laughs> is, that one, is that one club? <laughs> they all offer Dewey, something different. Is Dewey Beach one club? Yeah, it's one club. Dewey Beach is, is – if you've never experienced Dewey Beach, and I know that there's a handful of people out there that, that, that come out to see the band now, haven't been able to get down there yet, it's definitely, definitely an experience that you have to try. And your experience is an understatement. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, just a little bit. And if there's long pauses during this right now, I'm sitting in Pete's living room. His brother's next to us, Mike. And the Flyers game is on. We just scored. Which is completely distracting. <laughs> but that brings me over to something else I wanted to ask you. You are one of the few people that I can actually talk hockey about <laughs> and, and actually get a real good reply. Okay. You like hockey. I love hockey. And you play hockey. Yep. You Here play. You actually play for a championship team. A championship recently. team. <laughs> Frank, do you know anything about that? I <laughs> rumors. Um, Let me hear about that goalie that took you all away. There was there was a goalie that came in about three or four games into the season. Um, that he played pretty well. Uh, we all thought it was a girl first too. Though. Yeah, they you know, long hair. Yeah, um, and his brother had a better goals against average in the playoffs, I think. <laughs> but um, you weren't going to say there was any real talk going on. What the hell? No, I, I wasn't. <laughs> but uh, okay, so aside from hockey, what do you like? Like Outside of the band, aside from drinking, aside from hockey, what do you do? Pretty much nailed it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'd have to say, I mean, this is so cliche sounding, but it's so true. My favorite thing in life is definitely my friends and family. Um, I have to credit, I'd say Total Whiteout, definitely, and The Rockets and Dewey Beach and all the places we play, and Jeff G and all the other cover band dudes. Definitely, I would, I'd credit a lot of my drinking and fun I've had in life to them, but my family's the real reason that I'm where I am where I am. Right. 
So, I mean, I love hanging out. I love people, like, going to talking to my best friends and everything like that. And um, I mean, aside from hockey and music. Actually, no, that, that would be number one. Um, I also love... I mean, I love recording music. I love, I love like writing music and then like just in every aspect listening to it. Huge movie fan. We have to give Pete credit for the theme song that opens up this podcast every time we play it. I sent te- I sent a text to Pete like ten o'clock in the morning, uh, and Pete got it back to me hour hour and a half later. And first first cut first. Take. Let me tell you, I've been writing music pretty much as long as I've been playing it. And I've written dozens and dozens of my own songs. I've written, I've done remixes for the Rockets. I've done pretty much everything here and there. What I don't know. I have to say, writing this theme song for this show was one of the most fun I've ever had recording. Literally, he told me about this idea, and all I thought about was, all right, I need to make a song, and I'm picturing CT just walking down the street, <laughs> being CT. It's the perfect. It's just the perfect. Now, now when you hear the theme song, when you come back and you download the next episode. And then the next episode, and every episode after that, which is what you want to do, by the way, <laughs> you're going to listen to that theme song, and you're going to picture CT walking down the street, just walking down the street. And, and now forever, that's in my head every time I hear this, when I'm putting this together at the, at the end of the thing. What are your, what's your favorite song to play? Right now, your favorite song to play. Like when, when it comes up, when, when, when you look down at the set list and you see that's coming really, up, you're really like, excited. you get like, oh man, this is a good song. It's like summer of 69 or something, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'd have to say, I don't know. It's tough because I like different songs for different reasons. Um, can I give you a, a couple? Yeah, whatever you want. Like two or three just for different reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Right now in our, like our second set is normally like our dance power set. My, probably one of my favorite songs that we do. That's newer. Um, we do this Beyonce medley. <laughs> yes. That's a huge Where? hit. Everybody, I was standing behind at Parks. Yeah. Where we played at Parks uh, the last time we were there. It was uh, a couple was days ago. Out, yeah. It was, uh, as the, it's the 13th now, so it was a couple days before that. They loved it. Like, really? everybody <laughs> was into it. The whole crowd, because... You you explain it. What what? Well, we start out. It's a it's a it's a three song mashup. We start out with um, girls, I guess, which is ironic in itself. Um, then we do Crazy in Love, which I love because I get to play trombone, and I never get. I mean, my my history with trombone is I I learned how to play trombone in high school because I wanted to do marching band for three years. So I literally learned it, and after marching band in high school, I never touched it. And then about a year ago, Billy was like. Hey, do you play trombone or do you play any brass instruments? I said, yeah, he gave me one and now I'm playing it again in the Rockets, which is a very awesome upside of being in this band. Um, so that's one reason I like that, that medley. But the end of it, we actually brought in a dance instructor to teach us um, the, the, the dance to single ladies. Sammy. <laughs> and Sammy is one of my favorite human beings I've ever met. Hopefully maybe he can come on one of these one day. Sammy, would be amazing. Sammy is just <laughs> Awesome. We love Sammy and the Rockets. Um, so we do the dance, and every single time, usually, I mean, we do a lot of these dancing things, and they're a lot of fun because, I mean, we're a cover band. We like to have a good time, and what's better than seeing, uh, what, five grown men dance like Beyonce? <laughs> That's a pretty good time. Um, and just usually the crowd reaction we get. It's just the energy we get they back love is it. insane. Um, I'd have to say another one that I actually like to play because musically – 
Um, we do Bob O'Reilly, and I get that's to do the, vi- the violin solo on cello at the end. So that's literally just musically a lot of fun for me. Um, but I have to say my overall favorite song we do is Sugar We're Going Down by Fall Out Boy because that's my favorite band, their old Fall Out Boy. And that's uh, that song goes over really well. So You know, the only the reason I like that, and I used to love that song too when it first came out, yeah. the biggest reason I like that song is the way you intro it. Yeah, with the with Simon and then Christian playing tool. With Christian, <laughs> Christian starts that tool riff on the bass, <laughs> and everybody get the credit. All start, yeah, and it's like almost like a little bit of a letdown when you start the other song. Like a half a second, they're like, "Wait, what? No, this is yeah, we like this song too. Okay, yay!" Because everyone who likes Tool doesn't like Fall Out Boy, and probably vice versa. <laughs> you put that crowd, maybe yes. That's true. If you could sit down to dinner. Or sit down and have a beer. You could go if you could go down to the bar and you're gonna have a beer and you could pick any three musicians, dead or alive, to have a beer with. Ooh. As you being a a you know you have a lot of music in your background, who would you sit down? You know, forget language barriers, forget all that kind of crap and all that. Just like throw it all out and just like live in the fantasy second. Any three people, dead or alive, musically. Who would you who okay. would you have a drink with? Right off the bat, this is probably the boring one, so I'll just get it out of the way. <laughs> There's this composer, Gustav Mahler. He's my favorite composer by far. Um, he was he's from Austria. He wrote one of my favorite pieces to this date, is Symphony Number no. Five. It's beautiful. If you ever have the chance to have some inebriation and want to listen to that, I highly recommend it. Um, and I can speak German, so that would be fun too, because he's German speaking. That's two. Um, I'd probably say Santana, because he was one of my bigger guitar influences. That's pretty good. Um, and I mean, I'm sure I know he's had an incredible history of playing with every musician, every notable yeah. musician on this planet. Um, everything from Neil Sean to Dave Matthews to I don't know, I can't think on the spot right now, but Santana would be be up there. And number three, any musician. Dead or alive. Um, hmm. God, that's a hard question. I don't, I don't even think I can answer it because I don't – I listen to music, but I don't have the like the depth of it that you do. Yeah. So I don't know if I could even – Well, I'm purely thinking – well, I guess the first two were purely thinking of just far as like what they've experienced and I've asked, obviously asked Santana some – guitar questions and I'd ask Mahler some classical questions. I think the third, I'm just going to go who'd be the most fun to party with. Just pick their brain. <laughs> They're kind of a two birds thing. I'm thinking, but then again, there's some emo bands out there that I'd kind of want to pick their brains. Sorry, you know, sorry, it's not an easy question. <laughs> it's not an easy question at all. I told Frank I wouldn't curse that much, but I'm going to use one. Fuck it. I'm going with the party version. Do it. I'd say I'd have to sit down probably with... Uh, see, I'm torn between like people like CC Deville, or Slash, or people in the '90s who, or the '80s who just right the, the apex of party rock music. Not Richard Marks. Not Richard, or Richard Marks. Rick Astley. <laughs> nothing, nothing like that from the '80s. <laughs> um, actually, probably I'd have to choose Keith Richards, honestly, to think because he kind of encompasses yeah, all the things does. I'm going for right here. <laughs> I was gonna say Mark Hoppus, but. He would just be fun to party with and chill. I don't know. 
Who's Mark Hoppus? The bass player for Blink One Eight Two. See, I don't see <laughs> yeah. how see how un music I am. Like I don't know. I'm gonna go with Keith Richards, Santana, Keith Richards, and Gustav Mahler. There you go. I think U2 is the only band I could name all the members of. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really bad. All right, so the big lottery drawings tonight. <laughs> one one point what three one point five million dollars. Okay. One point five billion dollars, right? Billion. I'm sorry. <laughs> one point five billion here. Um, yeah. This is America. Yeah. So you get. You get about five hundred and sixty or so million out of that if you win. Right. You, yes, I have. You a take, ticket. huh? I, yes, I have a ticket. I, I, I a bet you coming. do. Like my dad has <laughs> tickets. Let's just say you win. Okay. You take care of all the family commitments and all that stuff, and like you do all the good stuff that you want to do for your family and your friends. I asked this. <laughs> take a selfish moment. So forget about the family. Forget about Mike and and. Everybody else, and I only keep saying Mike because he's sitting literally right. right here to my right. Okay. But forget about everything else in the world. Take a selfish moment. What is something that you would do with the money completely and utterly for yourself? I would buy a helicopter. I would learn how to fly it, and then I would travel the world with it. But a helicopter? A helicopter. I don't know if you can go over the Atlantic Ocean with a helicopter. Though. I travel the <laughs> North America with it. Still, now that's original. That's something completely out of left field. That's Actually, completely... I should have brought this up. One of my huge hobbies, I love aviation. Ever since I was a kid, I can name you like is I can name you as many military jets as you want to hear and military helicopters you want to hear. Have you ever thought about take, getting a pilot's license or, or? I've actually looked into it pretty seriously a couple times. It's expensive, um, isn't it? It's not terrible. Actually, a helicopter's license is cheaper than getting a regular pilot's license, and right. there's different classes like there are for cars. Um, the only expensive part is you really the instruction. Um, and getting the actual license, that's pretty cheap. The expensive part is you pay for the gas in whatever ah. crap you're taking up. I know but. up by me there's a uh, there's a flight school yeah. up in northeast Philly by right. me. There's a little airport there, and I'm pretty sure there's a flight school there. Do they do, they, do, they do helicopters, do you know? Probably. Yeah. Like, there's helicopters that land there, so I'm only assuming that they might yeah. do I don't know. I never I never looked into it. It was always something that I kind of looked at, and I was like, well, eh, that looks pretty cool. No, I'll never do that. Yeah. At, at my age now, it's like, oh, whatever. I, I've looked into it, and I, I still one day I kind of have hopes that maybe I'll pull the trigger on it. But I mean, <laughs> I'm literally like living my dream playing music right now, and living my dream playing hockey again right now. And there's a lot of things going on, and I'm very happy with where I'm at, and trying to save a little bit of money. So um, hockey's been a lot of fun. I, I been I've been in and around the band for a very long time, and. You know, JT, I've talked to JT about hockey before. I talked to Christian about hockey before. And, and it was always like one of those, ah, oh, if we were younger, you know, we could have played together, yeah. blah, 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 and that would have been great. And here you come along, and you're like, <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm, I want a goalie. And believe me, at first when you said that, I was kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, you just know, you're just, ass, you're just yeah. talking. We're, we're hanging out and drinking. And now here you are. You and your two brothers are playing. We're playing on the same team. We got a game. Actually, we have a game in an uh, hour and a half from, yeah. from right now. It's almost 9 o'clock. And... We yeah we won a championship last year and yeah it's deck hockey it's it's you know but it's fun it's, it's fun I don't care if it's deck hockey roller hockey ice hockey it's hockey and it's right it's the most it's more fun than I've had playing sports probably in my entire life and I played baseball for nine years and I played hockey for seven years in high school or up to high school and you play ice and foot I and played roller? ice in high in high school more roller yeah, yeah more roller yeah um, I mean now pretty much only deck hockey. Which is the ball is frustrating compared to a puck. But <laughs> it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, the ball curves. 
The curse, ball, the ball moves bit. a little bit. <laughs> and and where we play, there's a lot of slap shots. It's also a little sneaky bastard underneath my pads. Yeah. All right, I can get all my, my goalie angst out now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so as we're talking, we completely got away from the bar thing. Yeah. You you gave me your your one favorite bar, which technically is like four. I'm counting Rudder, Cork, and yes. Well. So what else? Um, For Total Whiteout, I have to say the first at Penn State. And the first for so many reasons, because that's that's the bar, first bar I ever played in the cover band with. That bar literally got me my start, and I've been playing that bar ever since I started playing music. I love it to death. The staff there is amazing. Mike Fullington, he's the man. They just got a new stage, and like I said, it is the, one of the most fun places I've ever been to. Um, third, I'd have to say Sloppy Joe's down in Key West. I've never gotten to play there. I see everybody gets to play there, and I always wanted to go down because I see – I heard that that's just a great, Key West great is, time. is perfect. The only thing that Key West has on Dewey Beach is that there is an open container law, but nobody cares about it. So oh, nice. It's kind of like take Dewey Beach just with no open container law. Right. And then there you have Key West. With Vegas is like that. Yeah, I've never you could, been to Vegas. You could, I went to Vegas for my sister's wedding, and you can walk uh, – we can walk up and down a strip with open containers. Really? Yes. I was walking up and down a strip with a bottle of wine, a full bottle of wine, and a full bottle of champagne in Just a suit. Going it was wa- <laughs> by myself wasted. Great night. That is but not go bad. Ahead. Back, no, back to, the, back to your bars. Um, so, yeah, Key West, and then that's the three for them. Actually, I actually have kind of a funny story about Key West. This will kind of sum up in a nutshell what that place is like. So when you're playing down there, they give the bands, um, they give them certain discounts for like the touristy stuff you can do. Right. And one of the things you can do is they have this um, this boat that takes you out like an hour out to this beautiful coral, coral reef. Right. Um, the coral reefs are all natural and they're very preserved very well. So they have a lot of strict rules about like certain sunscreens you can wear. You're not allowed to drink anything before you go on the coral reef. They tell you can't what you can what you can and can't touch. Pretty wow. much you can touch the fish, but literally nothing else. Because if you touch coral, it can die from all the oils and what on your finger. I don't know. Science. But on the way back, since the trip is about an hour. Yeah, so when you're on the way back, since the trip is an hour out to that coral reef, they literally just give you an open bar. Um, and by open bar, they make – you can either have margaritas, they have wine, and they have beer. So the large group of friends with is all of our friends from high school. There's probably about eight – or nine of us, we decided to have a drinking competition of who could finish the most margaritas. And these weren't regular margaritas, they were margarita pitchers. So we drank that, and I remember, I don't know, there's like three or four of us who got like two down in probably less than ten minutes. I don't know. <laughs> and afterwards, you're allowed to take some off, so I took four of them off with me, two in each hand. Don't remember the next two or three hours, I woke up in the back of a Jeep with, <laughs> with Kev and a couple of random people I've never really met before. Oh my god! <laughs> at this bridge, and they wanted to jump off the bridge. But not only did I wake up in the back of this really tiny jeep, completely unknowing any idea where I was, but there was also this giant king crab in a in a cooler sitting right next to me. Um, and that was all before our show, so that was a lot of fun. I know other people ended up in more ridiculous places. My buddy Chance went to dinner with one of our other friends' parents. Went there, and he fell asleep in the bathroom. <laughs> Just like both of my brothers love to do in our shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be a different story. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Key West is just an awesome time. Um, as far as the Rockets go, like I said, Dewey Beach is amazing. 
Um, I've completely fallen in love with Xfinity Live for many, many reasons. We play the Home Eagles games there, which is just one incredible, awesome day, especially if you're a sportsman. Yeah, Xfinity Live is a great place. <laughs> I've had some of my most fun times with the Rockets at that at that place. That golden monkey, man. That golden monkey. That golden monkey will get a hold of you. It just doesn't let you go. Don't be drunk in front of Frank, especially right before a show, because he's going to come in, take his hand, and scoop your alcohol out of the cup. Oh, hi, Frank. You just got here. It's 9 o'clock. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. You can have some of my Red Bull vodka that you just can scoop right out of my cup. And just, like, flick it in your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so to wrap that up, Xfinity, definitely one of my favorite Rockets bars. Um, and the third one I'd have to say, I absolutely love the Costa and the staff there, and it's just one big family. La Costa's a <laughs> great, great place. I'd have to say, Tuesdays this past summer, me and Joey doing acoustic, some of the best times I've had. <laughs> and I attribute that to the staff there, my family, who all is from Southern Jersey, who a lot of them live down in Southern Jersey, and all the other cover band people that are just down there. It's just one big party. So I highly recommend, if you're bored this summer and you want to have some fun, just go to South Jersey, Seattle specifically, and go to Dewey Beach. Dewey Beach, my favorite place in the entire world. Now, you had a little bit of an embarrassing moment, but it's also kind of a little rock stars <laughs> in Dewey this summer. So you got a ticket in yeah, Dewey I got, Beach. I got a ticket. Apparently not, not the car. No, I had to go on the beach in the middle of the night, do certain things. But, uh, what, what, what were we doing? Were you like taking a walk, holding hands? Were you like you know tiptoeing through the school lips? Getting or? to know somebody, you know, a little, a little a bit little. more than. Uh, <laughs> Little, a little PG, a little, little PG thirteen. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to go hang out on a lifeguard stand. <laughs> but the funny part about that is while that was happening, so I keep talking about my family because I really do love them a lot. I hate them and I love them, and they are the one of them. They're awesome. So one time, I think this was the weekend. My birthday is August thirteenth. Another funny story. Um, so I have two brothers and obviously a father. And growing up, all four of us were always extremely, extremely competitive. I can remember playing Madden back when I was probably in, like, what, fourth or fifth grade with my dad. And he would never let me win. Never, ever. <laughs> with zero mercy. It would be, like, like every single time if when he was better than me, 45 to 7 or something like that. Same with, I don't know. Do, do you get the idea? Yeah. Um. Not that that has anything to do with what I'm about to say, but I just wanted to bring the point out that we're very competitive. <laughs> and, yeah, and scratch as, that. As, he, as, he's, as he's saying that, we're not scratching anything. It's we'll all staying in, but Adam I also have there. a terrible habit of just talking about I things. Also have, no direction. I also have two brothers and a father. <laughs> and that would be Adam. Adam just walked in. That's Pete's brother. Hey, come sit down here on the mic with me. Uh, uh, you were going to tell something about Adam now. Well, all right. So while uh, I was getting to know somebody on the lifeguard stand, um, a couple... Like probably like a, I don't know, couple hundred yards down, my brothers and some other friends of ours were also getting to know the beach in the middle of the night in Dewey Beach. <laughs> they weren't per se doing the same thing that I was, but my little brother happened to go into... Why don't you just tell what happened to him? Do you remember? <laughs> well, uh, I guess via via retellings of the story of, uh, by other people, <laughs> uh, the, the part of the story that I got is... We were walking on the beach, everyone's calm, fun night, everyone surprised Pete for his birthday, and all of a sudden, I was a little intoxicated, <laughs> drunk Adam decided he wanted to go in the water, so 
ran down to the water. Ran in the water. (laughs) Stripping off my clothes. (laughs) In the middle of the night. In the middle, probably like midnight, which apparently is a felony. Oh, I found out after the fact. Wow. Yeah. It was about 2 a.m. Um, yeah, probably so, yeah, 2 a.m. You're not allowed to go in the water no, after well, midnight. I found out later from... That's really just here are the, Here are the rules in case any of you do beaches out there <laughs> want to know what the rules are going on the beach. <laughs> I found out later that summer that it's legal to go on the beach when the sun is coming up. So if it's like 4.30 in the morning and the sun's coming up, right. that's legal. Okay. Um, the curfew obviously stops... At five or whenever the sun goes down, I don't even know when that is. But you can go on the you can go on the beach if the sun's coming up or like starting to come up a little bit. And that includes going in the water and everything. It's all there, there's no lifeguard. Pretty, you, it doesn't matter if you go in the water; it's a swimming your own risk kind of thing. But if that sun's not up, then you're going to get in trouble. And if even more so, if you're in the water, it is a felony. <laughs> if you're in there in the middle, that of the just night. sounds like the dumbest rule in the world. <laughs> I'm sure it would just turn out to be a lot of money you have to pay. Not some serious jail time or anything. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy. And they don't like drugs or alcohol in there. Too, well, obvi- that, uh-huh. that, that I can understand. That's not stopping anybody. I mean, yeah, don't do drugs. That almost sounds like the... Stay in school. <laughs> that almost sounds don't like the time... Don't drop out of school and do drugs and play music for a living. Don't do that. We don't know anybody that's done that at all. <laughs> I don't do drugs, but alcohol is awesome. That almost sounds like I went down to Sea Isle for one of their Monday night things where they have the, like the Monday night, the all-star jam, the, the all-star. Yeah. And I was down there. I was hanging out with Maziac at La Costa <laughs> and I got wasted there. And then I went across the street to the OD and I was hanging out with cereal and Mike from go, go to drummer Mike. Okay. Yeah. And while Eric and, and Jeff were playing the piano. The piano thing, yeah. So I was there and cereal got me even more wasted. <laughs> so when I left there and went back to La Costa, it must have been 4.30 in the morning. And Jimmy and Chuck were leaving La Costa. <laughs> and Chuck told me the next day that I kept him talking for like 20 minutes. I just wouldn't shut up. Really? I was like drunk on? rambling. I went up to lay down because I got a room. I stayed there. And I never stay anywhere overnight. I stayed there because I knew I was going to drink. And I laid down and I got the spins. And I hate the spins. Yeah. So I got up. I got my – I put my iPad, my, my uh, iPhone on with the headphones and I walked down to the beach, and there was this, this little section of beach. It was like th- maybe th- right about a block or two away from Sia, uh, from uh, uh, La Costa. And I just ran up and down the water line. I was running, <laughs> trying to sober myself up. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I threw up like 20 times in the water, but I'm running back and forth. Hey, back exercise and forth. is exercise, it, right? <laughs> it worked. I, got, I, I went, went up, slept. No more spins. No more spins. <laughs> Got up, went to breakfast with Anthony in the morning, and then went home. Oof. <laughs> I've been to the many, many late night La Costa oh, after hours and those spins. We don't get. I know the La Costa spins. We don't get. We don't get to experience that that much, especially not the last couple of years. Because I mean, I'll be honest. We've been talking a lot about alcohol and drinking, and everyone out there who doesn't know us probably thinks that we're alcoholics. Not Which, that that is We're not even truth. close. We are. I will say, I do try to take care of myself on the off days as much as possible. That's why it's the main reason I started playing sports again. But, this scene is just too much fun not to have these nights. And yeah, honestly, you're not, I look back at these days 10 years from now and still be doing them. You're not before. getting wasted seven nights a week. Right. Sometimes in the summer, it's five. I do try to have a strict rule that I don't go drinking or stay steer away from alcohol. At least most of my off days... Which in the fall and winter is 
<laughs> Adam's laughing, laughing from the he's kitchen. He's laughing in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I do try and stay away from alcohol at least one day a week. <laughs> so there you go. That's it's progress. No, about like three days. Yeah, the total no. white owl was one day. When I used to teach musical theater, it was zero days. Hey Pete, what'd you do on your off day on Tuesday? <laughs> on Tuesday? <laughs> does that include the Mad River like All Star Jammy Jam no, that you that guys do on Tuesday? <laughs> That never includes anything to do with Mad I River. didn't realize how close you were to Mad River as I'm driving around like an idiot oh, for fucking 20 so minutes trying to find a parking spot in Maniunk. You're literally, it's right down the street. I mean, I, yeah, honestly, Mad River is definitely my top five favorite bars ever just because it's so close to Staff Oh, jeez. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun. Um, uh, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I totally just blanked out. I looked up at the screen and the flyers were on and... This, this ended up becoming doing too bad recently. No, this this More ended up becoming that. a little bit of a uh, almost a train wreck at the end. Yeah. No, they're doing pretty good. They're they're this is an important five game stretch, and they're talk a little bit about hockey. H- Hextall's making some amazing trades. How do you feel about if we can do this for a couple of minutes? How do you feel about LeCavier and? Uh, I think it's the best. I, I was waiting for him. The Kings. Yes, I think it was. They were. He was trying to shed that salary for a long time. Nobody wanted to take it. Lacavier only signed with the Flyers just because he was because Laviolette was the coach when he signed. Right. And he signed him to that ridiculously dumb contract. Yeah. And he's I mean, there's light at the end of the tunnel finally with them with he's, Yeah, a lot, a lot of young guys for those who aren't hockey gurus like if you're not hockey, tune out for like a minute or two right now. I'm <laughs> just gonna dive into this for a minute. The Flyers are looking good. Twenty seventeen is gonna be a good year. It's gonna be a very good year. <laughs> And uh, so what is it? It's it's we we've been doing this about forty minutes or so. We got about fifteen minutes left here until we have to leave for our game, game <laughs> one of the new season, defending the championship. Apparently, we're getting t-shirts. We just recruited some split decision into our team too. We, we did, we did. We He's recruited bring some powerhouse. To we, that, we recruited that Will. We had another guy that was going to play with us, but he. Uh, He's got dark commitments and stuff, and he backed out. His dude JD is a lot of fun to JD? play with. Yeah, me and me and Fizz played with him. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. If I can get Fizz up on offense, that would be really really good. <laughs> but uh, what 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 I'll do is we'll sit down. Me, you, and JT will sit down and talk about hockey one of these days. Okay. The next episode you guys hear is it's going to be uh, JT, hopefully, uh, CT, and Pete. And we're going to do a little – we're going to talk about superheroes. We're going to do – it's going to be a complete nerd-out show, completely geeked out. We did a little bit of interviewing thing, and now we're going to kind of – we're going to kind of just sit down and have like almost a little roundtable. When Simon gets back from Japan and Christian comes back from uh, – he's on vacation himself right now. Yeah, we're going to sit down with everybody, and we're going to have this big Star Wars roundtable show. Finally saw Star Wars on Sunday. And we're going to hold on that. <laughs> Because that's gonna be it. That's gonna be. I would like to be part of that because now I'm not. Oh, you're definitely huge, part of that now. But I do have mixed feelings about the new Star Wars. Yeah, a lot of people die. Damn it! Sorry, the Flyers just got scored. <laughs> I'll probably Tired edit this out. So, with that being said, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks, guys. Um, this has been a lot of fun hanging out with Pete. I haven't really had a chance to hang out with Pete one on one like this, or one one on three with his brothers. We've that sounds weird. We've done at least sixteen shots of Jameson each in this. We have not done any Jameson spent? tonight. Oh, no Jameson. There was no Jameson touched oh, because of the hockey game tonight. All oh, right, I have to be on point. Yes, I did actually one more story. No, no, go on. especially this is the alcohol themed podcast. Apparently, <laughs> so I I started playing goalie again this summer and. Everybody always tells me, like, hockey is probably 
goes hand in hand with drinking beer, especially all the beer leagues. And if you don't know much about pickup hockey, there's a lot of beer involved. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I played for the first time playing goalie um, on the Saturday with about, there was probably like 20, 30 kids there. And they had about four to five cases of beer. Nice. And they were just playing. And I was I was the only goalie, so I had to play the whole time. And one thing they wanted to do was just like, hey, have you ever played goalie drunk before? I was like, no. They're like, well, you have to come over here and drink like three or four of these beers and then go play. I've never thought I've, I've ever like had more swirls and, and the spins and everything going on at one time. Don't ever try and be drunk and play goalie at the same time. But you know what is a lot of fun, speaking of rollerblading, is in the summer – Frank, you got to do this this summer. I'm trying to get him on rollerblades. But we do this oh, thing called Jesus. the Roller Crawl at Dewey Beach. And let me tell you about the Roller Crawl. This is my final story about Dewey Beach. <laughs> so pretty much is what, it, what, what it is is every Sunday, um, me, a couple guys in the other bands, and it's been growing to include many, many of our friends. We Dewey Beach is not a very large town. It's a very – it's probably, what, a mile-long stretch? Yeah, I think the, so. The heart of Dewey Beach. About is. that. Yeah. We go up and down that mile stretch where all the bars are, and we stop at all the – all the bars that we know people at and we do one drink per bar and usually we just decide who it, we take turns um buying the shots but it gets fun because the more drunk you get the funnier it is to be on rollerblades and the funnier it is to be on rollerblades the funny it is for everybody around you and by the time you get to the end of it it's just one hilarious excuse my french one hilarious shit show so if you want to come to dewey this summer I highly recommend it. Bring your rollerblades and get on the roller crawl. Yeah, Sundays are a lot of fun. I, they, he keeps asking me to come down, and because I have work on Monday, I don't go down there to drink. But I will. I promise I will take a a a Monday off, and I will come down on a Sunday night, and I will try and get my fat ass on rollerblades. Definitely looking forward to that. All right. So with that, we're going to close this out for tonight. Um, like I tried to close it out earlier, and that didn't work. We got into more stories. So I want to thank everybody for listening to the Let's Be Frank podcast. I want to thank Pete for sitting here with me. Thank you. For the last almost hour. Uh, Adam and Mike, thank you for letting us hang out in your house. Yeah, they, they didn't do anything. And what you can do is like the podcast, review the podcast. If you don't like it, whatever. Say you don't like it. Say why you don't like it. Say what you want to hear, what you don't want to hear. There's an email address, Let's Be Frank Podcast at gmail.com. You can send out an email to that. Uh, any questions you might want to ask the guys, there's a Facebook page. It's going to be the Let's Be Frank podcast Facebook page. You'll see me posting that. You'll see the guys posting that. You can find the band, rocketsband.com. Go there. Look the band up. See where they're playing at. Pete, you got some social media stuff you want to tell people, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? Yeah, you can check me out on Face page. It's um, Pete McCartney. Um, God, I don't remember my – Instagram is – Mr. Downspace Pac-Man. That's from my theater days. Um, in Twitter, Sweet Pete. <laughs> God, how many, how many? You can find me on Grinder, Big Big Daddy Mac. <laughs> Check me out on Tinder. Um, smooth, smooth, so smooth. Fifty-four. Pete's got a lot of social media. You can check me out on Match.com, ChristianMingle.com, BlackPeopleMeet.com. I don't know anything you want. I mean, I'm all, all of it. Pete's all over the just, place. Just. Just type in the smiley face with the hands in any social media, and you'll find me. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, go give us a couple of reviews down there on the uh, on the old iTunes page. Thank you.